0: Welcome back to Talking Money and Faith with Tanya and RJ, where the golden nuggets and laughs are free. Last week we talked about relationships and how view, how the views shape the way we choose our mates. This week we're going to discuss who you are worshiping. In other words, who is your God? This is not a discussion about religion. But many people associate God with religion, but in reality, your God is the thing that you spend the most time and energy thinking about or trying to obtain. In this conversation, let's see if we can get a better understanding on who and what we are really worshiping and what impact it might have on our lives. Let's get the conversation started. And we do have a guest back. And it is Miss Tishawn Reeves who has been a previous guest, and we really love her viewpoints and the value that she brings to our podcast. So, welcome, Tishawn. Yes. Thank, Thank you.
1: For- Thank you.
0: Glad to be back. Thank Glad you. to be back. So, here is our first question: when it when you when it comes to the question, "Who is your God?" What do you think of?
2: Yeah, um, that is such a large question. Um, and I, the best way that I can put it is, I think it's the world in its totality. Like, I can't say it's just about my family, I can't say it's just about my friends, I can't say it's about my job or any one specific, I can't put my finger on one specific thing. For me, it's, it's, it's almost like it's the human existence. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. 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 Like
2: everything touches something else, whether it's nature, whether it's the, the human food chain, whether it's Whatever it is, every, one thing affects another thing. So I have to say, the whole world in its totality.
1: Okay. Yeah. RJ, what about you? <laughs> For me, um, I, I'm pretty much on the same level as Deshaun. I mean, um, as growing up, as far as religion-wise, you you know, you taught that uh, God is this big creator one person who controls everything and um, you pray and he answers, and, and and that's the only way that it uh, you get delivered or whatever it's just one thing um but as I grew up and you know walked into you know my spiritual journey and stuff I realized like to said, say God is everything. Um, most High is everything, Creator is everything. Um, because I'm still learning, and I'm, I, I'm learning that in some cultures, God is many for them, but Creator is one. So um, so I'm basically learning the, the term of God <laughs> and, and, and what nice. it, you know, represents. In, in this day and time and in my life so um, just to piggyback on to Sean, I mean I just feel that it's everywhere it's being that's everywhere okay what about you?
0: Um, for me this is a tough one because I, I you know I never thought thought of it um, I never thought about I'm part of that that side. That, um, but then, when I really looked at what we were going to be talking about, then I realized you're right. It is, it is something more to it than that because you do have people that don't believe in God. And so it's like, okay, that's fine, but believe in something, even if you believe in yourself. You, know, you could be—I don't want to say a god—but you could have, have um, such being confidence in yourself, and you know, maybe learning to worship yourself a little bit, but not to the point to where it's over the top. But just um, having that confidence in, in you, in yourself, um, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, it, it is spirit, spirituality. It is. Um, Family. It is, you know, friendships that you that you nurture. It is, um, I guess, kind of also what's important to you. What are you worshiping? That's not, you know, again, over the top. Um, but yeah, this is this was a it was a, it was a tough one to kind of piece together because it really does make you think um and i'm sure after this conversation um i'll be thinking about it more um and and how you know the different things um will impact my life in the future and and even how they have impacted a little bit in the past so
1: yeah because yeah. a, a lot of people you know we could say religious based people believe that yo know, I, I even the ones who don't believe in, in god um believe um you know they believe in this unknowing being but your God can actually be the thing that you worship, the thing that you put more time into. Your your like, all being, your job can be your God. Money can be your God. The person like, that you uh, have a relationship, like your husband or your mate, can be your God. Your mother, your parents can be your God. Is who you worship and put more time to can be your God. And and but we are so taught that you know we just we taught that god is the unknowing and the the un, the being that we don't see but we don't break down the 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 actual points of what a thing can turn into a god is mm-hmm. you know um mm-hmm. i think we just don't we we don't break things down we don't see things for what it is and break it down to the elementary level like if you give if you you ask what a six year old what is God to you, they'll give you an elementary answer, but it'll be spot on. But when you ask an adult that question, they get blindsided. They like, right. I don't know because then they start thinking about the religious aspect, but they're not thinking about the things that they're doing throughout their life. That's and simplistic. what has the greatest impact? Yeah. Right. And I-
2: I right. think that's, I think that's a very good point too, Regina, because they're thinking of what's the right answer. And unfortunately, you have to realize there is no right answer. There, there The answer mm-hmm. is going to be as individualized as the individual, mm-hmm. because everyone has their own perception, first of all, of spirituality, mm-hmm. uh, their own perception of. The creator and, you know, what it is that he actually, you know, looks like or brings to the table or how much force is behind this and how much force is behind that. Where at the end of the day, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I can't tell somebody else what they how they should define their you know God and Mm -hmm. what kind of relationship they should have and you know how they should worship I don't I don't think that's my job I think my only job is to kind of establish my relationship and hope in hopes that my relationship is seen you know how that song let your light shine um then Mm -hmm. you hope that 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 people see that and say i would like some of that you know what i mean and then you add on to it but i I think that there's no right or wrong and adults start thinking about you know who am i gonna offend if i say this or who or, or what does the dictionary say and i think that's that's making them too small when you try to define him or it or that creator i think it, it's too small when you try to put it in a box
1: yeah
0: you know I, go ahead sorry oh i'm sorry yeah i mean i, I agree with you are right a lot of people are very afraid and of what someone is going to say and and um how they're going to feel towards what is their worst worshiping. but if it gives you um the level i guess of, of comfort of, or comfort <laughs> um, in in moving in the direction that you want to move in or helping you to find your purpose um, with your relationships with with yourself with family um, with with friends with uh, co-workers um, then yeah that's that's the key I think is you know uh whatever it is that that's the case basically Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i agree yeah go ahead
0: virginia
1: um i was i was i was just saying um getting ready to say that you know we we put titles we got too many labels and titles on things and um because of that and the fact that we're trying to keep up with the joneses and also get approval or check mark by uh the president or whoever, um, we we tend to uh, forget to have that self care in a sense to actually analyze what we're doing, how we're doing it, and why we're doing it. Because um, mm-hmm. we're too busy pleasing everything and um, doing that, and getting caught up, what I call the matrix, sometimes force us to worship the wrong thing. I agree
0: with that. A lot of
1: that going on. Yeah. (laughs) I agree with that. And and being that we're in this uh, epidemic right now, because I know this is on a lot of people's mind, this time is is actually, I consider a blessing because it's a time to allow you to stop and take in and do a checklist an evaluation of yourself and your household and everything around you. And Absolutely. on top of that, becoming one with whoever your your, your creator or uh, universe or most high is to you. You know, um, finding that peace. So, yes. I, I think that's how I feel about, you know, far as like you know, this topic, this topic is is something that I felt that we needed to talk about because we tend to not talk about a lot of things. And then on top of that, we have a generation behind us that's coming up that's confused. They know they don't want to, <laughs> they don't, they know they don't want to be conformed in the boundaries of religion, but they understand that it's something out there but at the same time they don't know how to express what they need to express because they don't have nobody no leaders or mentors to show them how to do that because the leaders and the mentors are just as confused as they are and (laughs) that is an issue (laughs) so i agree you know
0: yeah
1: and see the the, i
2: i think too because i agree with you 150% because at the end of the day people look at religion as a building you know you go to church
0: yes. and, it,
2: and it and it it's in that building and then it leaves when you leave mm-hmm. but what what has to happen is self work you mm-hmm. have to yes. work on self and you have to get your your mind in a in a in a centered space and so to your point even though we're in this pandemic and things are going on around us it's that foundation that you that we talk about all the time that that faith that is going to get you through and that's the thing that worries me about this generation the younger generation because see we had our grandmas and aunts and moms take dragging us to church and we probably didn't want to go either oh, but right by being there we heard a few things that would get us through these moments of uncertainty.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: now I, I think because people are saying, oh, well, that, that's that's all fake and it's all, you know, no one's ever seen God. Cause you know, some people are living in the world now where if you can't see it, 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 it it's not true. Mm-hmm. It the, doesn't reality exist. Is, Correct. <laughs> the reality is though, And that's why I believe that you have such a high suicide rate. And I feel like you have such a low self-esteem, you know, decline because they're not getting this foundation that says, yes, do you have to call him by this name? No. Do you have to? expect this no do you have to you know go to church from six to ten no but you do need to find something and believe in something bigger than yourself oh. otherwise when pandemics like this and and other things that come afterwards you won't be able to hold on and that's what scares that's right. you. You won't have anything to hold on like today's tanya i burned my sage today mm. because i didn't like the energy that was around me right Mm -hmm. now somebody else they may say what is she doing why is she doing that but that's me that that works for me and my clarity Mm -hmm. when i'm thinking about you know centered and it 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 helps me and so i can't say it will help somebody else but it's important for them to do that self-work to find what does work for you and i think that's That's what you guys are both saying is that. We have to do the work to find out who are, who, who we are, and then hopefully help somebody else find themselves.
0: mm -hmm. Yeah. Believe in yourself or have some faith. I mean, faith, you can't see it, but it's, it all, it all depends on how, how you utilize it. If Mm -hmm. if you can even, you know, if you don't have faith then what do you have,
1: Mm -hmm. you know,
0: you could have hope, but hope without faith just doesn't really... It, you will it, be balanced. It's just, it, right, it, yeah, it's just a roadblock. You know, mm-hmm. you don't you don't have the components. It's like having a car, um, but it ain't gonna go anywhere if you don't have the gas. Mm-hmm. You know, they do go hand in hand. It's just a matter of finding that mix for you as the individual or what you may be wanting to teach your children or, or something. To, mm-hmm. to get that balance there um, without necessarily like you said to sean being inside of the church you know um you can hear all the all the words um or, or whatever but as soon as you leave out if you're not you know having them centered in you or, or at least trying to work on that regardless of all the things that that are that we live with in society then yeah you're gonna have you're gonna have issues, and I, and, and roadblocks, and you're going to have um, areas of confusion and mm. frustration, um, doubt. Mm. You know, yeah. right? Um, because so think about we, it: we, if you we, only so... had a building, where would we
2: be now? We can't, we can't congregate.
0: That's right. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, your temple, if if you will, has <laughs> now become your your dwelling. You know, yeah. your dwelling is now your your actual. Temple. So if you don't, if you don't already have that in, in place, yeah, it's,
1: it's yeah. Really and, and talking about church, and and this is just a, a history thing. Um, before they started to have churches, and it was mandatory for especially people of color to go to buildings, we met in a yard or at somebody's house, mm-hmm. and it wasn't about the money. It was basically about. um taking care of each other making sure that you know all the any kid who wanted to go to college was able to go to college cuz they took the money up for that kid to do that if somebody was homeless make sure that they had clothes make sure they had food and and, and that was the whole church at the same time they did pray together you know but when we and i would say that's doing post integration you know and then when integration came in and when politics came into play that's when they mm-hmm. realized that a lot of people especially people of color was making money and moving like they wanted to uh and making decisions on based on who they wanted in the in the seat so far as election and stuff like that they realized that hold up that's too much power we have to cut that so we got to make them turn the church into a business and when they turned the church into the business aspect, that's when money, instead of God or the Creator Himself, was head far as spirituality and thing. Money became God, right? And people don't realize. And now
0: it's a big thing.
1: It's a big thing, and wow. it's always about money, 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 instead of actually helping, uh, with the person itself who comes to church. Uh, the most, you know. Right. Somebody, a a pastor, Pastor Sims in Columbia, I think I talked about him before, if not, um, shout out to the Brooks. He said the most profound thing um, to me um, during a sermon that I attended. And he said, Churches are like hospitals. Mm -hmm. When you are hurt or in ill spiritually, you come to church. To get that healing and get that help, so you can stand strong on your own. I'm just paraphrasing. Stand stand strong on your own to move on for another day to help somebody else. Okay. Yeah. And, well said. And and when he when he said that, I actually I analyzed everything and I said, you know what? He's right. If I'm coming to think about it when you're spiritually uplifted and spiritually strong nine times out a ten you don't go to church because you, you're you're moving and, and shaking on to other things making sure things are straight in your house and everything is balanced but soon as you get a low spirit assume that you feel like you can't move on the first place you go is to church because you feel that the people That's at true. church can help you spiritually That's true. Yeah, like a community. It's like a
2: community of love and, you know, harmony. Yeah. So,
1: so I think this for me. This is my opinion. I think when we took out the spirituality of it out of our church and our congregation, uh, and and then turned it into a business, that's when the creator was uh, was replaced with money and things. Hmm. And that's when you come with the godism, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess
2: I never even thought mm-hmm. of it. Um, in point. that respect, um, but I can totally see where you're going. Yeah, with I, I, I had
0: neither,
2: especially the mega churches, and you know, um, and I'm, I'm with you, I worship in my home a lot because. I haven't found a church home necessarily. You know what I mean? Um and I do believe that a lot of times when you could because the you can you can really pay so much attention to money that you forget the worship side.
1: Mm-hmm. And like
2: you see, the spirituality side and the discernment that comes with knowing that because I don't believe in coincidences, for example, like the fact that we all met, we we didn't have to all meet. I mean, we're in the right place at the right time, then you meet her, then she meets you, then you meet me, then we are all connected, right? Mm-hmm. And so because I believe that some of our footsteps are not necessarily ordered by ourselves, mm-hmm. that I really like the fact of thinking about the spirituality side and trusting the fact that I may not know what's down the road for me mm-hmm. but he does and as long as I stay on my course and do my mm-hmm. part then the rest will be taken care of you mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. that so once I got that down yep you're right I I stopped looking at you know, I still will go to church because, at the end of the day, you're right. It's something about walking in that building and feeling the connection and the love and the songs and you know and the fellowship, right? Mm, right. But if I can't get there for the fellowship, then I can totally create that same or similar environment in my home.
1: You know what? Uh, what changed me um, far as um, Like, having to go to a church or having to worship at home is when I realized the world is a worship place. Everywhere you go, that's right. Somebody have that opportunity to worship. You have the opportunity, the birds are singing all the time when you walk outside. I I mean, (laughs) think about it. I mean the kids are playing every time you go outside if you have you ain't got no kids in your house you know when you walk outside somebody got kid and they always have they always happy or always I mean and that's that's the worship as far as the the message you always gonna have somebody coming up to you and say you know have a good day have you ever walked like I think a couple weeks ago I went to Walmart I just had this look on my face like I don't want to talk to nobody I just need to come in here and and get what I need to get and and y'all got me standing in line but this lady that was like putting us in she made it her point to try to put a smile on my face I guess I didn't smile when I walked in, but when I came out, she cracked the joke to say, Oh, you dropped something. And I looked. And then she said, Oh, I made you look. And I said, Yeah, you did. And she put a <laughs> smile on my face because she she was determined. But I knew that had to be the creator because the creator was like, Ain't no way I'm gonna allow you to walk around here because I need you to be a certain way to help other people. So that's when the ministry comes in. They're always, you all, if you look at the whole world, and- as a beacon of of his playground which you know that is his playground if you read any of the biblical that's what I Bibles or or historical they said that this planet is his playground, and not the you playground. Know yep. Peace, and you know that you would get everything you need if you just take the time and pay attention to the small i thing. agree
2: i agree I, I was walking on the trail today and and not that i've never paid attention but now that we're in this quiet zone it seems like everything is a little bit more echoed you know what i mean meaning the birds are louder you don't hear the cars yes and the (laughs) butterflies are coming closer to you and you know the squirrel there was a squirrel that i really thought he was walking with me and my dog because (laughs) every everywhere i went he was right next to us and i'm thinking what are you doing but it is it is the moment that we start to pay attention to the fact that, as I said earlier, everything is connected because everything belongs to him. And if the world is his playground, then he gets to do whatever he wants to do uh-huh. with his with his playground. Right. And it, and that means we we have to learn the rules of the playground. It's not <laughs> it's not that we make the rules. Right. Uh-huh. He has made the rules. Right. Uh-huh.
1: And so it's up to us. To we
2: think we out. make the rules. Exactly. This is,
1: this is the kicker. Um, he made rules, but he gave us the he gave us the ability to have choices. That is so, correct. So, so you can look Very at it true. with a smile and a positivity, Very or you could look at it with a frown and a negativity. That's, you true. Know, That's true. A lot of people don't realize, like,
0: you can change direction if you choose yeah. to and a, a, right. and
1: a, and a lot of that stuff is if you on the negative st- side of the of the spectrum a lot of that stuff ages you it causes yeah. oh, more harm more, yes. within your body and and it does something to you and it does something around your 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 space too Mm-hmm. it does something I mean well it creates energy it creates yeah.
2: energy and so yeah. you have to work at that that's just like being around people who are who who do not see any good in anything mm-hmm. after Correct. a while they will work on you even though you've got your boundaries placed. After a while, it sinks into your psyche, and and you're like, man, I used to like birds, and now I just think it on my nerve because they wake me up too early. I mean, literally, <laughs> it will play <it> <laughs> on you like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so that's why it does matter to stay in positive um, interactions because, like the lady you said at Walmart, she left an impression on you. You mm-hmm. may never see her again. And the fact that she left such a positive right. impression—that's what
0: it should be about. Mm,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. And got know. you out of that mindset of whatever, whatever you were in. Yeah. yeah.
1: So,
0: uh, R.J., you had mentioned something about Godism. Mm-hmm. So here's the next question, and again, questions that I was like, "Wow, I, I hadn't really thought about it. That- I had never, you know, never really thought about it that way." When did you start to realize things you worship could be a form of godism? Or have, have you thought of it that way?
1: Um, yeah, uh, I think for me, when I started to realize that things that I was doing was a form of godism is when I started my spiritual journey. And when I started deep, digging deep into uh, the reasons uh, religion was born the reasons why uh, cultures do certain things. Um, and then I start analyzing how I handle certain things, where I gave, gave most of my attention to. Um, like I say, I'm still a student um, in this thing, but I, I'm realizing that the terminology that we use shape a lot of things that we do and also shape the way our world around us. So doing, I said doing my, doing my, the point that I started getting real deep in on my journey is when I started to realize certain things. I I, I, I stopped, the one thing that stopped me was, I realized, and it took a colonel to tell me this, I was working, you know how you work, you work yourself to death, because that's what they teach you, you got to go to work, make money, pay bills, stuff like that. And, um, and he told me, he said, you know, back, you know, before I got married and everything, you know, they call me uh, WJ. He was like, well, WJ, you know, I'm just human. just like you are. I put um, my pants on one leg at a time. And when he said that, that of course put a seed on me. But as I start analyzing stuff, I realized and, and start going into my courses, I realized I am working myself to death for someone who doesn't care too much about me if he did then he will realize that i need x y and z time to have all to be balanced to bring that quality of work to him or i i need certain things to make sure i'm on point to bring that quality of work to him so When I realized that, I start conducting my jobs when I work on jobs and when I deal with people differently because I see how you treat people. So to me, if I'm working on a job and you tell this person who's sick or they had death in their family, I don't care, you still got to work, then I know that's not a fit for me. Because you don't care about the human being. You care more about the thing and your money And how you look in front of somebody else versus the human being, well-being, to make sure that he or she are putting out the right quality of product to make sure that other people are taken care of. So Mm -hmm. that's when I started realizing guidance when it came to work wise (laughs) and and dealing with bosses and managers and, 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 and supervisors and health
0: to what about you wow I, I
2: I don't think I've ever thought about it um I, I think have I to have, agree I think I'd have to say now that now that I'm thinking about it I think you bring up a valid point Regina I think being in corporate America um it does make you think more about the human factor and how you're treated and how you treat others and how if you if you're not really really careful how you can get lost you know what i'm saying you can you can basically get lost in trying to climb this corporate ladder and and backstabbing and just want to get higher and higher and make more and more money when really that's not what we're here for you know what i'm saying that's not going to give you the happiness and the success that you real that we're really after i mean it may satisfy a couple of things on your to-do list right but i know a lot of people who make a lot of money but they're miserable
0: yeah <laughs> yep
2: and yes. I, 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 I did not want to be that person. And so in my de- my management, and I, I wish I had some people who worked with me, because I don't, I didn't say for me, I would say work with me because we work together as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they basically told me and I have a, um, a, a memento that they made for me and it was all of their hands, right? and they wrote inside their hands by saying, um, you taught me how to give, you taught me how to work as a team, you taught me uh, sometimes you you will have to lead and sometimes you will follow. And I cried like a baby when they gave it to me, but it is moments like that that made me realize even in management, There's gonna be sometimes when you are this big, you know, very small, and sometimes you're this big, very big, and you have to figure it out, right? You're not gonna always be right. You're not gonna always have people looking up to you and respecting you. It's just that though, if you really think about it, if you treat people the way you wanna be treated, then things solve itself sometimes. You know, so I would say the corporate corporate America taught me how you have two ends of the spectrum. You have some people who don't care anything about you. All they care about is money. And then you have those people that really do care about you, but yet they don't have the positions to make decisions and keep things in line. And so. It makes you think about what's really important and people are so much more important than money and status.
0: It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, just keep having this go through my head, this question, I would have to say that it would be transitioning from being in my 20s and 30s now in my early 50s and I it it never really dawned on me until I I guess I got into my late 40s close to close to 50s and I remember how um, uh, you know you start thinking about the things that were important to you oh I want this big house I want a fancy car I want this I want that Um, people worried about you know your appearance and making sure you were looking fly you know just those kinds of things back when you were in your 20s and then now I look back and I'm like you know, that stuff doesn't it doesn't affect me anymore it doesn't really mean that much to me do I still want to be presentable absolutely um, do I still want to um, age gracefully sure I do but you know that, that big house yeah I've seen big houses they're beautiful but I don't know. It just—I don't—I don't get those same feelings. So I—I I would say that age has helped me with um, my different worships, <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and and you know that were a formalism, and um, and I think also just everyday life. I'm sure you guys could agree with me that you know generations are definitely changing, and our generation compared to. You know um, our parents and our grandparents generations are quite different but I would say that I don't know if I would want to be um, a teenager in today's you know life um, there's just a lot of things that that um, I don't think they realize that they've missed out on but that's not their necessarily their fault I think it's just parenting has just changed um, but uh you know the things that they're worshiping now you know these these reality tv shows and these celebrities and and now that some of them are out to try and achieve that because what we were just talking about money and not realizing down the line when you get older and you take a look back you may be like oh my god i can't believe i i did that so yeah my my form of godism has definitely um been more of what I used to I guess if you want to call it worship to now it's more about having a sound heart, mind soul spirit Uh, you know that's what I'm focusing on now you know positive and and you know personal development just being being, being, being a beast, if you will, you know, so yeah, that's, that would, that would be mine, for sure. Yeah. So let's see our next one. No, go ahead. Keep talking, ladies.
2: Oh, let me ask you. I want to ask you something about that, because that, that's very powerful, what you just said, because you're right. I think we can all agree. I, Mm -hmm. I, age has, it's just... It just has this thing you know about mm-hmm. it that 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 it, it really makes you focus and and look at things so totally different right do you think that that's pretty much the norm or do you think that could we have gotten here sooner had had we had conversations like we have now on on these podcasts um if someone had told us hey there's going to come a time when you're really not going to care about your title or your, your, this, or your, that you're really going to want to have a good heart and a clean mind and peace. Cause peace is priceless. Let's, let's say that yes. first of all. Right. Yes. So do you think that this is just the natural form of progression or do you think there's a way to get here sooner? If we're, if we're taught this sooner or if
0: we see this sooner? I would say, um, I think it depends on the individual because I was taught this my sister used to tell me some of these things but I was a knucklehead and I wasn't really paying attention and listening and then as I got older um I think that I think that is probably definitely a natural progression um I see it with you know um and maybe you all even notice it as well um I saw I see a difference in, in, in my sister. You know, she's nine and a half years older than me. And my brother-in-law is 11 years older than me. And they practically raised me. But even I see a different, you know, the things that used to be um, the thing to them is no longer a big thing to them anymore. Now it's about family and kids. So I I, I think to a to the, the main point is that, yes, it is a natural progression that some things are just going to fall off. It's not a big deal. And then I think the other one is... Um, yeah, if you were taught it, maybe you were wise enough to listen. You know, I know I wasn't that much, but I remembered it. So I think that helped as well.
1: Gotcha. gotcha. I, my, my opinion is twofold. Uh, um, I think, like she said, um, it's a progression, but I also think it depends on the generation. Because, um, like, this do a generation that's coming up they're more cautious on well-being and mindfulness, as they call it, um, health-wise, and not working itself up to death, um, putting their yeah. family first, um, finding things to be more inclusive, for far family-wise, versus mm-hmm. trying to get that paycheck to pay for finer things. So I, I think it depends on whatever that particular generation focuses on and the individual. Because, like, you you said that you was taught that I was taught this also. But I know my generation, me being taught that and the people that I hung around with, the generation that I hung around with was more into other things, partying, you know, um, experiencing, you know, traveling, those type things. So the stuff that I remember that was taught to me did benefit me later on but going through it with my generation and just want to be with the you know the cool kids or whatever how you want to say it I think that reflects on what position you be at in whatever future or how fast you get there
0: That's fair. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. All right. So our final question. This is going to be a very interesting question. Actually, all the questions have been very interesting, (laughs) but we've been able to handle them very, very well. And I think, like I said, once we get off this podcast, I think we're definitely going to, you know, think about these questions more and more going into our future. Um, Was there a point in your life that you began to question the values or beliefs that were taught to you as a child or even as an adult? Powerful question, I know.
2: <laughs> okay, so read the question one more
0: time. One more I time.
1: She said, read the question. <laughs> <laughs> was there
0: a point or is was there ever a point in your life that you begin to question the values or beliefs that were taught to you as a child or as an adult? The
1: dating one for me, I would say dating. Um, okay. And this is was around the time um, I, I I tell tell my father all the time he was a praying man. God really liked him because um, in my twenties I just started to see uh you know you was raised we raised to uh, go to college or get a career, get married, have kids, right? right. So in my twenties, I was just growing up, growing up from teens into my, my late twenties or so. I just saw a lot of bad relationships, you know, um, some was friend, my female, uh, some of, you know, was based off of female issues and then some was based off of men issues also, but, uh, but I was in, in the the twine of, okay, I want a career and, but I don't want the headache of somebody, a knucklehead who don't want to listen. Or don't want to work with me. I won't say don't want to listen because that's that's a bad word to say. But <laughs> uh, don't want to work with me. So I was just like, okay, I'm cool with not getting married. I'm cool with not having kids. You know, I'm okay with that. So that's when I kind of start questioning what was taught to me as far as getting married, having kids and the, pick, you know, white picket fence and all that was the thing to do. Because to me, I, I just saw that it was no point at that point. I mean, you, we working too hard to be with each other when you know you don't want to be each other. So I, I was like, I was like, I just didn't want to do it. And and I told my father that, I said, I was good. I, honest God, I was good. And um, I met my husband and, you know, Our first year or two was kind of rocky, but it got to the point where we both had to decide that we wanted to be together. And I remember him, I remember telling him that, you know, if we can't figure out how to communicate with each other or um, actually try to work together, then I can't do it. Because I always wanted peace in my house. I, and that's one thing that I was taught. I wanted peace, my home is peace. It's, it's my heaven. It's the only place I can go that I don't have to worry about being judged or going getting in arguments or, or anything like that. When I go home, I want to lie. Yeah, I'm gonna cry sometimes, but not all the time. I shouldn't have to do that. So, I think when it came to being in a relationship and that whole picket fence and stuff in my late 20s, I, I was, yeah, hmm I was like, mm this ain't for me. <laughs> Tashaun?
2: Wow, I, I, I love that because I think it, the age that my children are now, I was in a full-blown relationship, right? So, and of course my parents are high school sweethearts too. So I just kind of fell into that same, um, you know, the same path. And now I'm so proud of them that they are instead developing as adults, right? As single adults. And I, I like the fact that there's no pushing as far as, you know, oh, you got to be married by the time you're 25, or you've got to have a family by the time you're 30. And you got, you know what I'm saying? Those those um, criterias that we put on mm-hmm. ourselves. I'm, I'm so happy now that I see this from a different lens. And I never thought I'd say this, but it's the honest to God truth now. I just want people to be happy. I, I don't, I don't, I used to live with ideas of, you know, how you need to raise your family and, you know, you know, kind of like the, what's the norm, what's the abnorm, yeah. um, what's the good, what's the bad, what what's a sin, what's not a sin, <laughs> uh, all yeah. of these, all of these extras. And, and I started changing a couple of years ago by saying, whatever you can plead your case to, if if we all get to the gates, right? The pearly gates. And I know I've done some things in my life that I'm not proud of. And I know I've done some things that probably according to the book of sin, I shouldn't have done, right? So then I always say, well, if you can get to the gates and plead your case, you might get in, right? (laughs) So that's my thing is now I'm saying to people, You have to make yourself happy, but you have to plead your case when you get there to the pearly gates. Mm -hmm. And if if you can get in on how you live your life, then more power to you. Because Mm -hmm. I have seen more people miserable. And I think, like I told you guys before, after losing a dear friend to depression, that made me change how I see people and how I, I don't judge. I, I I don't, I can't, I have no room to, right. And so after I, after I put it in the back of my mind, as far as I don't have a heaven or hell to put anybody in, I started, it was almost like a weight lifted. And my thing is, you know Mm -hmm. what, make yourself happy within reason now, I'm not gonna say go rob a bank because you need money. I mean, that's that's <laughs> that's not what I mean by make yourself happy. But I just mean by I am learning more now that all those rules that I was taught growing up, it, it can make life so much more challenging, so much more challenging. And so, like I said, as long as you can plead your case, whatever that is, then that's between you and your God because I I am not here to decide how people live their lives. I, I'm not. Well
1: said, well said. Though. Yes,
0: well said. Right there with you both. Um, my, va- I, I was, I was, I guess you could call a rebel. I didn't follow very many rules that were put out there, you know, by my parents. I just, I, I didn't, the whole school thing oh you got to go to school and make these good grades I mean my father bribed me go to college and I'll buy your brand new car and I literally told him "Yeah, save your money wow. <laughs> I passed up having a brand new car because I knew that I wasn't I knew I wouldn't even make it the first year it just wasn't anything that I wanted to do um, relationships I mean my parents you know my, my dad you know did whatever he wanted to do um, my parents were together up until my my mother passed. If she hadn't passed, I don't know where they would be now. Um, That kind of, you know, put some visions in my mind. You know, Regina, like you were saying, I don't know if I want to get married. I'm I'm good being single and, you know, having a few boyfriends here and there. Um, And then, you know, my sister and my brother-in-law just created that foundation of, okay, there is the possibility of having a successful you know, Um, but yeah, I mean, there were times that different values and things of what I was brought up with um, were questioned. Um, I think I probably used a lot of them now only because I don't think I really understood how I don't think I, I don't think I understood what they were, you know, how important they were, what they really meant until I got older. And, um, you know, some day, some of the values and, and things that I were taught I still use And some, you know, I don't, but, um, yeah, it was, there, there were some changes, but yeah, I was I, like, I said, I was a rebel. I, I, I'm gonna do it my own way. I know you're, you're telling me, but I'm gonna do it my own way. So, <laughs> you know, I definitely lived and learned from my mistakes. Um, Maybe a few regrets, but not many, not many, because I, I knew that ultimately yep. I, I was the one who was suffering the consequences of my actions or reaping the benefits of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. What were you getting to say? No,
2: I was just saying, I was going to say, I love that word. Um, I- as far as regrets go because I don't have any regrets either I don't have anything to compare to you know what I mean so it's like okay I, I like the life I have it, it's it's you know been a great life thus far and then I'm I expect to do even more you know as time goes on but um I think that's something I want to add to my answer is to live with no regrets mm-hmm. because I think that is how you get over. And, and I don't know if you guys have heard about this because I, I, I've I heard about it, but I hadn't really studied it. This whole midlife crisis thing where people get to a point in their life and they're like, oh my goodness, half of my life is is behind me and I haven't done anything that i wanted to do. And I'm like, oh my goodness! I don't want to be that girl. I don't want to be, right. you know, walking on eggshells <laughs> in my own life. And me and Tanya did this last year when we went on our cruise, which was yep. the best time in the world. Um, <laughs> but it was just that very thing that you're saying, Tanya. I I don't. I I I know that I came to that that crossroad where I learned some things that you know that I had learned when, as a kid that I saw as an adult and said, okay no, I I, I think differently about that now. But well, one thing I, I still don't I, that's still the same thought process is to live with no regrets. That didn't change. That didn't okay.
0: change. So very good. For, yeah. Thank I mean, you like for I said, mentioning I, that. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I, 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 I have I probably I have some, just not many. Um, but yeah. I, I have no one to blame, but myself because, you know, I, I could have either done it or, you know, like I said, we have as, as humans, we have the uncanny, um, opportunity we have the opportunity to change direction whenever we want to mm-hmm. question is. Do you want to? You want to? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. the truth. That's that is, the true. Truth. that is true. But I'm learning it now. <laughs> I agree.
2: And I don't even know some of the things that that I've done in the past. I I look at them as lessons learned. Exactly. You know? no. Um, it, it's and and now I feel so wise. I mean, I can give people the best advice. Now, did I always take the advice when I was coming up? No, but I can certainly give the best advice because I know now where if you take this road, chances are it's gonna leave you this way. Or if you take this road, chances are you're gonna leave that way. And like I said, I make a lot of reference to depression because For, for over half of my life, I just thought it was a word, right? A word in the dictionary. I didn't Correct. know it was a condition, right? Oh, and yes. so once I actually found out what it was and started rubbing shoulders with people who were dealing with depression, I instantly woke up and said, oh no, this is real first and foremost. and because it is real you do have to have some structure for your life as far as like you said living with lessons learned and no regrets because you can get stuck in dark places and you may not come out of those places or if you do come out of them you may not be healthy Mm, and that's, that's serious talk you know
1: yeah that's a hard thing to come out of um I didn't
2: know that until recently. I'm telling you, the last five years or so is when I is is when I, you know, was in relationship with someone who who went through depression, and it really made me have a whole respect mm. for the process of going in and coming out, like you said.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's rough. I, I I was depressed as a as a teenager, and I really? I mean I went for counseling. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And I, I moved past it and I I was just like, I'm not going going to do that anymore. I, I love myself too much to, you know, to, to do that. But yeah, it is. It's, it's a tough one. A lot of people don't understand how to get out of it and how to, you know, and there are places, you know, that can help you. But yeah, it is, it is a very tough one to do.
1: Well, ladies, that will be a different conversation on a yes. different episode. Yes, it will. Yes, uh, yes it we're will. We're definitely going to have to do this again. So I want to thank everyone for joining us in this episode of Talking Money and Faith. Please join us every Thursday evening at 7. Bring your favorite drink and an open mind. We will make sure we bring good conversation and laughter. Be blessed, stay fresh, and stay tuned. Until next time. Love you. Love
0: you too. Love you too.